Hi, this is Alex Sikin with the Vivek and Bros podcast. It's uh, we're live and uh, on Zoom, so it's kind of weird to introduce myself <laughs> to Nick. Uh, Good to see our beautiful faces now. This is a, really an upgrade for anybody who might be listening to this or watching this. Uh, yeah, I should probably I'll, I'll mute the audio. So it won't mess. Did you just mute me? Is that what we're doing now? No, I could hear you, but no, I just, yeah. So I could hear you. The world's only been using Zoom for a couple of years now. Excuse our technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not used to... Uh, Technology. What is this? This piece of glass quality. in front of me is lighting up and I can see Alex's face. This is disturbing me. <laughs> Yeah, we could just extract the audio from the MP4, but we're recording on Green Room just in case. Well, it's always good to have backups, so. Yeah, so this is the second episode of season five. We are adding some audio or visuals to our audio, and we'll send that to Trevor to figure out because Trevor really wanted to do a YouTube version basically from the beginning. <laughs> and Trevor, I think unfortunately enough is uh, working probably right now because if he wasn't working, then we would just harass him until he came here and joined our call as opposed to doing whatever else he might be wanting to do. So he, he must be working. What else could he be doing? Yeah. Um, this allows us to share a screen if we have things that we want to show you. And I don't really have anything I want to show, but Nick might. Um, <laughs> so uh, I saw that you did some black and white photos or whatever you've been uh, working on lately. Yeah. Um, a couple of, I don't, I don't even know what fucking week it was. Last week, I think. Um, was it last week? Anyway, yeah, last Friday, a week from tomorrow, week before tomorrow, anyway. Uh, I went out and did some <laughs> did a little more photography and I was, I've been trying to add more to my series of uh, I do this. I have a series called a dark world is these portrait, not portraits, these landscapes kind of nature photos that um, I, I bring my red light in my flash. And I augment the landscape with that. So I do a lot of trees and kind of natural stuff with these uh, kind of abstract colors. And I, I, there's a cemetery kind of, I don't know, I would say maybe 40 minutes up the coast from me. That's pretty cool. So I went out there and I've been there multiple times, but I never brought my digital camera with the light and everything. So I did some photography and then as it got, and I got there pretty early, you know, like shortly after sunrise. And then after it had been, once it was morning, I thought, well, I might as, not, might as well not waste the moment. And it was pretty foggy, which is perfect for a creepy moss covered cemetery. There's all this hanging moss on the trees. So I just pulled my film camera out and did a few photos there, but I'm, I need to do more because I, Back in May or June, I uh, took a couple trips up to this massive necropolis. This cemetery is in Colma, California, right below San Francisco. And um, from what I've heard, the dead outnumber the living. So it's, it's quite a lot of graves there. And I took a ton of photos. And I have, I have a graveyard photography Instagram account that I run. And that was, uh, I set up a lot of posts for that. But now I'm running out. And I thought to myself, oh, this will last me months. So it'll be till September or October. And now here I am. I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to go and take more photos. So 
uh, <laughs> time to do that. Yeah, I was wondering how you mean we're going to maintain or how you maintain that account because it seems like you act on it. Yeah, I, I do. I try to do a post per day and for the last week or two, I've been kind of lax on that. I might do one every two days um, because I don't have that many new, that much new content. I had another 30 drafts and in Instagram saved up, but they were on my old phone. For some reason, every, everything migrates when you transfer iPhones, oh, except yeah. for your posts on Instagram, your, your drafts. And uh, I couldn't be asked to do that again. Yeah. So I, uh, now I'm just kind of thinking, well, I should, it's an excuse to go oh, be creepy at a graveyard this weekend. So I'm not going to complain because I'm kind of doing that all the time anyway. So, Anyway, yeah, I have taken some photos. How about you? How's your week week or two been? How's it going in Alex's world? Um, I'm working on a pretty complicated project. Uh, basically working all, all week. Got a couple other side projects, but one thing I've been working on is trying to practice drawing with my uh, tablet. Yeah, you mentioned that, I think, last time, didn't you? Or sometime I talked to you. Yeah, I'm think my first project I'm planning to do is a thumbnail for the next season five, and it'll have like album artwork, kind of like for the podcast. Yeah. Are you gonna draw us all? Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that thumbnail for the Talk to You Later show. It has Trevor sitting next to me and my wife. How have I not seen that? Continue talking. Yeah. I'm gonna find. That. I was going to. Uh, I don't, yeah, it was hard for me to find a picture, so I probably won't be able to find it again, but the complete picture has my mom and my dad sitting on the other side of the table, so I'm going to have you and Kyler sitting on one side of the table, and Trevor and I just hanging out on the next to, around the table. So so you're like, are you just going to draw, like, an impression of, like, are you sure you're drawing this now, or, like... Yeah, I'm gonna draw. That's cool. Make sure I'm wearing a really cool leather jacket. I mean, I'm not doing that now, but every other part, every other moment <laughs> in my life, I am. It's just a little warm in here right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure you have a leather jacket. Yeah. So I finally found a picture to draw. It took me like a week to find that picture for some reason. I put it on. Hey, there it is. I see that picture. Yeah. It's, it's just, so the one on the talk to you later shows is like a. It's just a. It's a photograph. Yeah, it's cropped. Yeah, and yeah, I see that. I now. got the full. I found the full picture. It took me a while to do that, and I I put it on my canvas, and I realized that I had to put the layer that I'm drawing on on above the layer, so I could draw on top of <laughs> the picture, so I could get like the format and the proper shape of people and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, when you do a layer above the photograph, you're just tracing it, kind of, right? Yeah. So I'm still learning a bunch of those little things. <laughs> I'm good. It's cool to have a hobby like that and get back into it, right? Yeah. And it's it's only uh, 3,000 by 3,000 pixels, so it's not that much space to draw on, but... It's probably enough for whatever you need to do. I mean, when you, when, when you end up getting famous and you need to go to conventions and make massive banners, then... You know, hire a retoucher like me to to blow up your photo, and make it look beautiful. Otherwise, I think you'll be okay with three thousand one. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that because that's like the standard size for thumbnails, at least for uh, anchor. They they ask for three thousand wide. Yeah, three thousand by three thousand. Wow, it's pretty big. Go off, I guess. 
Yeah. So yeah, my goal is to do that by the end of the month. And we could have that art for the when I edit the next episode for the Very Hicken Bros podcast. And uh, hopefully Kyler will have a song also that we could add to start the next season on there. Yeah, I totally panicked and I was like, fuck, I haven't done anything musical in a really long time. So like a couple hours a day, I was like just just smacking my keyboard in frustration, trying to get something to come out of me. And it kind of did. So I, I might have something as well, but we'll see how violent that is and if the birthing process of that new song doesn't kill me. <laughs> this sounds good. That'd be interesting. Beauty is pain. <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, so... Would you like to? So well, I haven't really learned much about the so, Facebook leaks. What what was that about? You know that. That's it. You know, I normally I would want to talk about that, but I kind of feel like maybe we should save that until we have no offense, but until we have like kind of a bigger cast, for three or four people, because it's kind of it'd be kind of interesting <laughs> to pass this topic along. And every all of us, hey, if you're a modern a currently living person, there's probably a better chance than not that you've interacted with the Facebook property somehow, Instagram, WhatsApp, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And um, it'd be kind of interesting for us to maybe sometime outline a little bit about what's been going on with Facebook. And then just talk about Facebook in general. Like everybody has a different opinion about them. Some people don't really care about what's been going on about sort of all this, uh, the whistleblower and all these leaks. Other people think Facebook is kind of one of the worst companies in existence right now. I mean, there's all these, there's a the wide range of attitudes about Facebook. So, hey, maybe we should uh, tease that right now that we are probably going to talk about Facebook in the future, but I don't want to just kind of like, I don't want to waste such a juicy, it's a spicy meatball. That's what it is. So we should share that meatball with our co-hosts. Next time they're available to record. Yeah. I don't really think uh, Facebook is that special for me. I just use it as a platform to share all my to my stuff. I think it does get more engagement than most social networks, but well, when you say most social networks, what other social networks are you talking about? Like what other other than that, like are you what do you like what other social networks are used right now other than Facebook and Instagram? And I guess I mean, I, I don't know. I guess you could maybe call is WhatsApp like a it's like a messaging messaging app, and I guess you could t- call Snapchat maybe a social network or Twitter a social network. But I mean, it's not like we it's not like back yeah. I guess in the heyday of all everybody trying to start up their own social networks ten or fifteen years ago, whatever that was. Yeah, I share the podcast on Facebook, Instagram. For some reason, I always think about Facebook spelled spelled like like football like. F E I S B U K Facebook. <laughs> I don't know. It helps, but yeah. I share it on Mastodon and Parlor and Pinterest. Isn't Mastodon a metal band? <laughs> Mastodon is a decentralized Twitter. And also, don't use fucking Parlor, but we'll talk about that later. Anyway, <laughs> and Snapchat and uh, Tumblr. Do you use Tumblr? Yeah, just to. No, nothing wrong with it. I was so surprised, I guess. I never, for some reason, I didn't associate you with Tumblr, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, though I could get into my first topic. Um, you know, have you heard of Parkadot, the blockchain? I haven't. Enlighten me, please. Well, uh, they Polkadot was a vision of one of the co-founders of Ethereum. His name is Gavin Wood. He uh, he envisioned, or he expected, there's going to be many blockchains, many blockchain product projects, and he thought that it would be necessary to have them um, change assets with each other. So Polkadot, you have all these dots of all these many blockchains in it. The, I think that's why it's called Polkadot because all these dots represent different blockchains and Polkadot allows them to switch assets with each other. So it's a cryptocurrency exchange. And it's basic, they announced their first, uh, they're basically launching and they're going to start mid-December. So what they're going to do to add some competition and stuff is that they're going to have uh, an auction for slots. The, the first auctions will sell or auction five slots. And uh, yeah. It'll be a week-long auction to see how long or who will be chosen to be the first five blockchains to be part of this, uh, the launch of um, Polkadot, basically. Hmm. Um, I was invited to, uh, they call it a, a crowd loan, where you kind of support the the auction by submitting some money and it helps the bid amount for the auction to increase. Okay. Well, yeah. Friend to friend, buddy to buddy. Uh, don't put money into something that they're just going to take the money. You're not going to get anything. Yeah. They, uh, with these crowd loans, they are planning, they'll, they would use the, money that you loan them for two years and then they'll give the money back to you and they have some awards or rewards also they'll give you that on top of giving back your money so uh, yeah that's <laughs> i'm kind of excited for that because being i'm being able to participate in the beginning of the blockchain and right now it's only like 40 bucks but if it's going to be as valuable as Ethereum, this polka dot that's currently worth about $40 could be worth like $4,000 or something later on. So I'm hoping to get in early, kind of. Yeah, sort of like with a lot of those things. I mean, and anything like that, people who get in early are most likely to be the ones who make them make more money off the whole enterprise. I keep going back and forth on almost everything crypto related, like cryptocurrency, <laughs> NFTs. A big part of me 
really wants a lot of money. So I kind of want to just like find a way to <laughs> invest myself somehow in my assets. Not that I have any, but like, I'd like to find a way to, Hey, you know, if I can use this to somehow make more money than I had before, I might be kind of interested in it. On the other hand, I just sort of have, I have both technical and moral questions about it all. So I'm a little bit like, like part of me just wants to sweep it all under the rug and be say, oh, fuck cryptocurrency. Like, I don't, I want to be an old man, you know, and be like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> but part of me is like, oh, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't be so quick to dismiss it because, you know, if I can use this to my advantage, I don't know. Right now at this point, like I've heard a few people, you, you're kind of an enthusiast. I have um, my cousin, my cousin's husband is really into it. And he was talking to me about it last time we saw each other. And he was like, oh, yeah, I know these. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. My friend, I feel like it's the story, a constant story. It's always, oh, I don't know anything about cryptocurrency, but my, you know, my cousin's husband's friend does. And I can maybe get these cryptocurrencies and get it to work. Or in this case, like, oh, you know, Alex knows this or that. It's, it's never like I never actually sit down and learn what I should learn about all this to really know how it's all working and going down. And um you know, not to toot my own horn, but I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty smart guy. So if I really wanted to, I probably could learn about it. <laughs> but I just, I'm always like, well, I could do this or I could like do anything else. I could sit here and do nothing and probably just not waste my time on it. But Hey, I'll be the one who's sad if I end up not making a bunch of money by cryptocurrency somehow. So I don't know. I'm on the fence. I should still find, I should, should I, yeah. should I find a way to get to, I don't even know what the word would be like to, um, get into cryptocurrency yeah hey if i if i do that that would be great but i don't know i'm still kind of i'm still i haven't i don't i don't have any stake in any, any of it yet but i'm thinking about it yeah i was gonna say that i don't really end the alcala project it's uh it'll it's like the stable coin of um polka dot and they're gonna it's gonna be ethereum compatible I was, uh, they sent me an email telling me how to prepare, and I don't really understand how to prepare. I tried to buy some block or some um, polka dot, and you can't even buy it on their app, so it's kind of weird to be in this early stage. I thought I bought some on the up, Uphold app that I, ha- that I use, but it wasn't really associated with the blockchain. It's maybe like, it's it's a custodial wallet, so they could just do whatever and say, oh, this is Polkadot. You bought this much and, ma- and just match the value of it and not really have it connected to the blockchain. Um, but yeah, they said that to connect to the Polkadot blockchain, you have to get this browser extension to but I'm not really used to browser extensions, so I'm a little slow to do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't really use, I'm, I guess I consider myself a power user of computers and devices in general, but I actually don't use that many extensions either. I have an ad blocking extension, but some people get really into it. They really personalize their web browsing experience with all these extensions. And I'm, for the most part, I guess I'm fine kind of not doing that, but uh, maybe maybe both of us should explore that because I feel like there's a lot of extensions that could probably, I don't know, be not be useful in some way. Yeah, my uh, 
my Ethereum finally is like in the green. <laughs> so I that's a, that, that's a really um, <laughs> confidence-inducing thing. Transfer that value into Polkadot. Uh, I do figure out that still. <laughs> yeah, so the Polkadot auctions for the first five parachains is starting on November 11th. So people that are listening or you <laughs> want to prepare for that, <laughs> their opportunities. Um, and it, it'll be, yeah. Each auction lasts one week long. And after the five are chosen, they'll launch on the 15th of December. So those first five blockchains will be able to talk to each other and stuff. Hmm. I guess we'll have to see how it all works out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they tested out uh, this already with another blockchain project called Kusama that I told you about. I got a NFT on it. So it's not the first time they tried it. It's they figured it out after with the test of Kusama. Cool. So, um, yeah, you know, I didn't come super pre prepared with a lot of interesting topics. I guess a sort of general topic, um, because I'm the resident fanboy who buys too many <laughs> Apple products. You know, we've had a lot of Apple news kind of <laughs> recently, which was interesting. You know, the phone was announced, the phone came out, the watch was announced, the watch will be available tomorrow. I'm taking delivery of my ridiculous new watch tomorrow. So, unfortunately, I can't talk about the new Apple watch that came out, but nice. I will be able to talk about it next time. Um I bought the stainless steel model with the link bracelet. So a ridiculous purchase, but I really wanted it. Um, and it's funny. I mean, I, I don't know what this says about me, but honestly, if I'm going to, I, I'm not, a, well, I'm not, I like to say, uh, I already have to rephrase that. Yes, I am somebody who cares kind of about what I wear. And, um, you know, I won't like if it's gonna, if I'm going to be wearing it and displaying it, it has to be something that I'm choosing because I like the way it looks too. And I think it's interesting that, that's, you know, that's a way that Apple fucking makes another couple hundred dollars off me because I'm, I don't really like the way the, the aluminum watches look. So here I am buying this fucking stainless steel one, but it really, you know, the stainless steel one, like I have an, one of them on right now and it just, it looks, it looks a little more like a watch and looks, it matches all the other stainless steel. Like I have, I have silver rings and I wear silver jackets and all this stuff. So I'm excited to um, upgrade that. I'm on a series four watch right now, which is not that old, but I guess what, three, three years old or something. So. I'm not, not one of those people actually who upgrades every year with the watch. So it'll be kind of fun to get the new always on display. Um, that's the biggest thing that I don't have. It's, it's been there for a couple of years, but um, yeah, I, 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 I used to think, Hey, I'm fine. You know, raising my watch like that and seeing the time. But now that I think, I bet you all get used to seeing the display always on and then I won't be able to go back. But you know, so anyway, I bought one of those that should be coming tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that link bracelet too. It's like a steam. It'll look more like a real watch, I guess. But this, uh, this Milanese band I've had for a super long time. I've had this for like six years, five years. Um, 
I've worn it everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, hiking, camping, swimming in the ocean to work every day still, still looks and works totally fine. So yeah, the Apple, the, the nice Apple watches are expensive, but like the quality is there. So I'm really hoping that I'm going to be excited about the next one. Um, I think I will be. So I guess that's kind of the, what, how is Nick setting his wall on fire this week kind of thing. Um, I did that. And then there's a new Apple event coming on Monday. So that'll be interesting. It's the day before the big Google pixel event. And normally Apple does stuff on Tuesdays, um, right? But I think that they're smart enough to know that maybe we shouldn't do all the tech news on Tuesday. So they're going to do a, their event on Monday. And that's widely expected to be new Macs. And here I am literally talking to you on this beautiful new iMac that I bought. And I knew, I 100% knew that this is that the, <laughs> that the bigger models will be coming, whether this event or maybe next year. That said, hey, I'm, I'm like... I love my phone. I love my iPad, but the Mac is where my heart is. So if we'll, we'll just have to see, we'll see after Monday what happens. We'll just we'll see, you know, like set my cash on fire, set my bank account on fire, set my, set my credit cards on fire. How many, how many things do I have to throw into the incinerator to um, get have a little bit of happiness into this dual life? So uh, is your uh, link watch band thing, is it that, is the links going to be that small? Is it going to be like larger links? Uh, well, I, I bought the Apple one. I've wanted it for years. Apple makes a link, a stainless steel link bracelet. It looks kind of like more of a, I know, I guess you've seen those watches before. Tons of people, tons of watchmakers make bands where they have like a kind of a buckle sort of, you click it and like the whole thing, it kind of unfolds yeah. and expands. You can put it on your wrist. And like I said, I've been using this magnetic millionaire loop, which is like a kind of a metal mesh. And that really fits my aesthetic and looks great. But I kind of wanted that, thing and um i think it's a sort of similar width to this but it, it's like sort of like little panels of polished uh steel that go around so we'll see i mean um it might look a little formal i think yeah but um I mean, it'll be kind of fun to maybe find something else i've been wearing this for like five or six years it'd be nice to try something different i have a b- couple other bands too but every time i wear one of those sport bands the they're really nice they're they're great all the all the apple watch bands are really well made but i'm always like oh i could be wearing this this steel one right now so it's it's hard not to because um like i said i um uh, have a lot of steel on me already you know I, I have a pair of boots that have these steel things steel steel chains below them and i have silver rings and i have steel all over my fucking jacket so i'm like well i don't want to do i can't stop now so i have I, ha- I have to get the steel model of everything <laughs> it has to be shiny and silver so i can wear it otherwise what's the point yeah, I didn't realize that Apple sold those directly. I thought it was maybe new this generation or something. Yeah, they've, they've sold, I mean, when the Apple Watch came out in 2015, they sold aluminum, steel, and then like $10,000 solid gold watches. Uh, those didn't last <laughs> too long, but uh, they've, been, they've been making steel and titanium and ceramic options for like the kind of higher end for the long time. But the, the hardware in them is basically the same as the aluminum ones. It's just like a nicer mm-hmm. case material. But I, it's funny because a lot of people don't care. And that's totally fine. A lot of people are like, hey, I just want a smartwatch that has a good, a good screen and has features. But to me, I don't know. Like, well, call me whatever you want. But I, I kind of feel like if you're going to be, <laughs> I don't know, if you're going to be wearing something, you want it to be something that you're happy to look at and that you're happy to be wearing. You know, like if this wasn't a smartwatch, would you wear it? Does it look decent? And as other than it being a black void on your wrist, when it lights up, it looks fine. But, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm blessed enough, I guess, to say that I can spend the money a little bit extra to like get something that I 
that I I like the look of. And maybe I'm just attracted to shiny objects, but we'll see. So I'm hoping that it comes early tomorrow when the <laughs> Apple stuff, for some reason, usually just gets delivered pretty early. So, um, so new watch, new Macs are coming out on Monday. I'm talking to you on my new iMac. I'm joining this call from my new iPhones. This has been an expensive, expensive autumn, but um, <laughs> I don't really have any regrets because I I'm totally whipped and I will be on the Apple train probably till <laughs> I die. <laughs> so do you, is the Apple watch four, do they have a smaller screen or are you going to get the new, the bigger screen? That- yeah. So the one I have right now, there's been like three screen sizes. The one Series zero through series three had like the kind of this original size screen. And then the series four and onwards have had like a bigger one. And then series five started having the always on screen and the series seven, the new one has an even bigger screen where the the bezels around the screen are very small. Um, So that'll be a nice change that, that plus the um, just in general, the screen that's always on, it'll be nice, but um, it's, it's, we're getting closer to the dream because originally when the watch came out, it looked like it was all screen, but really it was a black bezel with a screen and all the watch faces had black around them. So it looked, you know, they, the OLED screen oh, yeah. and stuff, it looked kind of like the watch was, the screen was bigger than it was, but the technology wasn't there. And now it's there to pretty much be all screen. So that'll be, mm-hmm. that'll be nice, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I mostly just use my watch for notifications and then I, I turn the workouts on when I go for walks. Um, I haven't actually been working out in quite a while, so I should probably get on that, especially with the holidays coming up. <laughs> but do you do you wear anything right now? What are you are you wearing any sort of watch or fitness tracker? I'm wearing the Whoop right here. It I should be getting a new one in like four to five, four to six weeks, or <laughs> five to seven weeks. And here's my I think it's the five or six. I think it's does it have the screen has rounded corners? Uh, yeah, it it doesn't turn off or the screen unless I tell it to. So the screen stays on when you like all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably because that must be at least a series five. Anyway, yeah, the yeah, Apple Watch. Is I awesome. bought it like middle of last year, so it might be. And so you're wearing that plus the other thing. What what is the other thing on your wrist giving you? Like in addition to the Apple Watch, and the the Whoop. Uh, I feel like we have data. talked about it before, but in this context, I guess I was curious. Like, what specifically is like making you wear two one device on either wrist? Um, it's they. Uh, I expect that they could probably get the same data if they integrated the what they what data they want into the Apple Watch, but. They want to have more advanced technologies in this. It, the main reason why I use this is because it has uh, live coaching. So it balance, I can balance my effort in my workout with how, much, how well I'm rested and recovered. So if I didn't have enough, if I didn't hmm. sleep enough, and I shouldn't work out too much. So it says, like, oh, you should only work out maybe 20 minutes today. <laughs> so when I go work out, it could tell me exactly when to stop to optimize the workout so I don't work out too much or too little. 
I wish that worked for me. For me, it's more like I have to keep walking and I have to keep lifting whatever I'm doing because I need to fit in those fucking pants I just bought. <laughs> <laughs> Can't afford to return those now. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the main reason why I wear this. I also wear this. This is the aura ring. Doesn't doesn't I just need one of those? I don't know. It has the little things inside here. It there's it looks like there's three uh I do think that's pretty cool. As somebody who wears kind of a lot of the stuff in my hands already, <laughs> I'm I'm totally used to really chunky jewelry, which I love. But mm -hmm. um so I was kind of thinking, but also it's so plain. It looks like a wedding band and like, believe it or not, I'm actually not married. So I feel like I should probably like, <laughs> like, again, that comes back to it. Actually. It's like, I, I buy the watch, I buy the nicer watch. Cause it's something that I want to have on my wrist with that, with that ring. It's borderline for me. It, it's functional, but like, it's not as cool as these fused silver and gold bands that I already have. So I'm sort of like, <laughs> do I want to put a plain band on one of my fingers or do I not? I don't know. Yeah. My original wedding ring it was kind of hollow on the inside, so if I like wash my hands and stuff, junk will get in it. No, I don't. Hmm. I kind of quit wearing it because I didn't want to get dirty and disgusting. So this works well, so it won't get disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this also coaches me on my sleep, and I. How often do you have to charge that? I charge my ring and my whoop bracelet once a week. Oh, that's actually really great. I charge my my Apple Watch every night. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I should look into one of those rings, too. I don't know. At this point, people are going to think whatever they think. So, you know, if I walk up those old ladies, they'll probably be better if they think I'm married already. <laughs> yeah, I like having this analyze my sleep as well as m multiple devices so I could have, like, a well-rounded perspective of different... Because this might say that my heart rate variation is low, but this one might say it's like normal and my what? In that case, that just means that either the technology doesn't exist to get it right or one of the devices is wrong. <laughs> yeah, I have my Apple Watch also to double check. So whatever is... If, I think most of those most of the heart rate devices are pretty accurate, right? I mean, from what I've heard, the Apple Watch is at least when measuring your heartbeat pretty accurate, and I, I'm assuming everything else that does stuff like that is relatively accurate. I mean, you shouldn't be getting completely disparate results between just a heart rate monitoring device, right? Unless it's just badly made. Like your stuff. I mean, if you're like going through a panic attack, yeah. it should, they should all probably be able to tell that your heart rate is elevated. Versus if you're sleeping, they should be able to tell that it's lower. There might be a difference um, within a certain range, right, of heartbeat. But I'm hoping that there's a certain level of uh, quality that they all that most of the devices that measure that can get it right most of the time. Yeah, when I first read reviews, they said that the Whoop is not super accurate, and. Uh... I don't wear this very tight because it's uncomfortable when I sleep. <laughs> I don't want my arm and my hand to like go to sleep or anything while I'm sleeping. <laughs> so this is a little loose when I sleep. So it might not be as accurate as. I do think depending on what it uses, I know the Apple watch uses kind of an optical thing and I think it's supposed to be relatively snug. Like there shouldn't be too much play in it. I don't know, but I don't know what method yeah. that uses. If I would prefer that this has a more like maybe flexible band, so is it just like a plastic or rubber that's pretty stiff? 
Yeah. So that's why it may not be as accurate. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in all these wearable things. I've kind of come, I've taken it for granted now for years because I got an Apple Watch when it came out and I've been able to have notifications and basic computing on my wrist for a long time. So I just kind of always assume that it's like, I feel very naked now without it. If I, if I, it's been a long time since I've left without yeah. my watch, but when I, when I don't have it, I kind of feel like, wow. It's like, it almost feels like having a backup, like you have your watch and your phone. So if something gets lost, Hey, you still have something with you to get, and I don't even do anything. You know, I don't, I don't have, I don't have any <laughs> friends or family that want to talk to me most of the time. I'm, I'm mostly just kind of doing my own thing, but the idea is it just really feel very disconnected after you've gotten used to it. I don't know. I do. So, uh, yeah, this past week I started talking to vendors more at work and I got a call from a vendor and I was able to get answered on my watch because my phone was already at my desk and stuff. So Yeah, I did that the other day too. I was at one of our stores and I was remodeling kind of, so I was painting. I was like, uh, I was in a ridiculous lab coat and like I was had paint <laughs> in my hands and I was on, like on a ladder and then somebody <laughs> called me and it was for work things. I was like, oh yes, yeah. so I'm talking to them and like painting still. And that was perfect. I was like, you know what? Hey. <laughs> For all the, for how ridiculous and kind of uh, unnecessary these things seem to be, it's it's when in those few moments when it actually works for you, the way that it's advertised, like wow, you can take a call on your watch, it does make you realize, well, that was cool, you know, was it worth spending hundreds of dollars? I don't yeah. know, maybe, but it, when it works, it does feel like a little. For me, it feels like a little <laughs> moment of like the future is now. I always go back to, for myself. I go back to. The first time I had a video call on a phone or an iPad completely off of Wi-Fi, like this is back in 2010 or 11 or whenever they enabled that for FaceTime or whatever, just to be on Skype or FaceTime on my phone walking around the city or the town and just have a video call, that felt really futuristic to me. I'm like, wow, we're, we, have the, we have video phones now. And part, part of me gets that a little bit when I have a call on my watch. If my phone's not even near me and I can just start talking to somebody while I'm doing something, it feels pretty fun. So I feel like it, that novelty hasn't completely worn off on me because we always, I don't know, I mean, I'm still part of the generation of people who grows up thinking, okay, a watch is a watch, it tells the time, and here we are. It's really a computer now, and the, the chips in it are like probably as fast as iPhones from 10 years ago, so it's a little computer. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm pretty, I'm not sold as the watch as being sort of the god device that can just do everything, but I'm sold on it as like it's a. it can be useful. I think, you know what I mean? Like it's not totally unnecessary. I think if you're somebody who wants to remain connected to your phone in a way and can tolerate having something on your wrist, it can be helpful. Yeah. When I first saw somebody talking with the uh, Apple watch and <laughs> walking around at BYU, Idaho, I thought it was really clunky and weird to talk to somebody <laughs> on their wrist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd probably feel, I'd probably still feel like a douche while I was doing it in public. <laughs> I'd be like, Oh, hello, this is Nick. I need to talk to you right now. Um, yeah. but, and like, I, I was totally that guy, like a week after the Apple watch came out that I'm going to Starbucks and being like, I'm going to pay with my watch. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so much for that, but, um, it is, yeah, there's a, it's, it's funny how it can take a while sometimes for technology to spread within people. You know, originally it was kind of, really surprising to use mobile payments in the U S for, for paying at the store. And now it's really common. I see people all the time using their phones and watches to pay for stuff. I work at a, partly a retail store and I have customers of all ages and types and genders and just everything who like, I'll have like an old person, older person walk up and you think, Oh, 
this grandma doesn't know anything about technology and she walks up and she's like, I'll pay for my order. She's Apple watches it. And you're like, of course you will. Like here we are, you know, and part, part of it is that I'm like, right, I'm, I'm in a, I'm sort of in a seaside town across, right near Silicon Valley. So it's a perfect storm of like rich people who have more technology than sense, but they're knowing they, they're learning how to use it. You know, so this, I love, I love watching because I I'm an early adopter of all this stuff. I would get the new phone. I get the new watch. I, I love knowing, Oh wow. Like here's a feature that, pretty normal people are actually using because i can kind of lose sight of that you know i pay attention to all this apple or whatever news google news or whatever it is and we always think oh this is a great feature of whatever we're going to use it but is it a feature that the average person will use and a lot of the times they, they won't but sometimes it's fun to go wow this is actually being used by normal people mm-hmm. not just technology enthusiasts i feel like mobile payments at least i, I guess i should rephrase that apple pay is being used like that I've, I've seen samsung pay like once or twice i see apple pay like every day so they're, it's behind, I think, with the Android payments, but it, maybe it'll get there. I don't know. Yeah, one technology that I've been into, but it's probably going to take a long time. Well, I don't know if it's ever going to get mainstream, but I like the apps that wake me up that between maybe... I give like a 30-minute period to wake me up so they don't. I don't wake up like in the middle of a REM cycle. Yeah, they get they sort of try to analyze when the best time would be to wake you up. Yeah, that's the main reason why I don't charge my Apple Watch at night. Um, so I the watch still charges pretty fast. Maybe if you, if you charge it while you're taking a shower or something, it should be fine overnight, right? Yeah, um, this uh, is trying to make it so you don't need. Was the new version of the Whoop is going to vibrate to help you wake up? But I don't think it's... Oh, it doesn't have that already? No, this, yeah, the new one will. So then, but I still think I'll wear the Apple Watch to wake me up because it's not like the variable like I like. It wakes me up between 5.30 and 6. And yeah, I should, I, should pay, I should pay attention to those all the sleep cycle stuff and sleep tracking. But I usually just go to bed way too late, put my Apple Watch on the charger, and then wake up too early. And then don't pay attention. Because what I really don't want is a device that's shaming me. I don't want to know, like, oh, you should have slept a lot more, Nick. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. I know that. But I wanted to stay up. You know, what we love will ruin us. And I'm, you know, I only have one life. So I have to remain awake for more hours than is sensible. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, there's a conference for my church. And I always have a goal to, like, stay awake to all the sessions of it. And I always just fall asleep during the, the sessions. But I think because I have all this data and know how much I should be sleeping and stuff, I was able to stay awake during all the sessions of the conference this this last time. Kind of. Well, there you go. So you you, you gotta wear it. You gotta buy the technology because otherwise, what would you do? <laughs> if you don't wear it or use it, you'll fall asleep and. Where <laughs> and, and then where would we be? You know, <laughs> if, if only we had a society which would let us have a reasonable work schedule and sleep a reasonable <laughs> number of hours and be able to survive and own homes and have families. Yeah. But uh, you know, until all that happens, we're going to buy technology to let us sleep better. <laughs> yeah, Trevor has to work like 40, 50, 60 hours. <laughs> God, I don't, I honestly admire him. I, I I can't do that. I mean fucking privileged thing to say but like i just 
I don't know. I work, I work full time, I guess eight hour shifts, four times a week at my normal job. And that, that's like a decent amount. It's not like five days, but four days is still kind of a lot. And I'm, you know, it's that to me is already, that feels like a lot, you know, and I'm some, cause I'm somebody who has other mm-hmm. things that he likes to do. I like to do, I have hobbies. I have other business. I have my own business, my photography and stuff. So four days is reasonable. And I, after being used to my four day schedule, like I, I can only hope that I live long enough that a four day work week becomes slightly more common for people. I always say this, but I, I know the other places in the world maybe do this a little bit more and it's just, it makes such a difference. You know, every, I, every, I'd say half of November, most of December, I work full time my job because of holiday rush. And mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm totally fine with that, but it reminds me, I'm like, okay, this is really hard. I still feel like two, two days is really hard. Like as a human, you know, you, no matter how much you love your job, you always want you know, how do you think you have one life, depending on what you believe? You, let's just let's go on the belief that you have one life and you're going to live it here. And you're going to like, <laughs> do you want to spend what whatever percentage that is that much at your job, which may, maybe you're passionate about, but maybe you have other passions as well. Everybody has multiple things going on. I just wish we all had more time for the things that we, that we enjoy. You know, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I have, I, I would love it's kind of opposed. I would love more money, which means I need to work more, but I also sometimes I don't mind not working. If I can just do nothing, if I can lay around or I can go take a walk for four hours or something that, that almost makes me feel better than being at work. Am I not making as much money? Yes. But if I, if you evaluate it for yourself and decide what is actually making my, my life, uh, my living better quality. And sometimes it's not being at work, you know? I don't know. So that I sort of triggered long winded rant about, yes, we should all work less. We should enjoy ourselves more. We should, we should splurge on the things that make us happy. And, you know, just trying to enjoy the time that we have. It seems fuck, fuck working too much. Fuck the Chick-fil-A. I mean, sorry, (laughs) what? Yeah. I bought that drawing tablet so I could enjoy art and practice it again, but I, I could only find time to do it during my lunch time because my work, my home life demands, all my time i i i could only practice drawing for maybe like 20 minutes or so during lunch but 20 minutes of every single day i think it'll amount to uh, develop into something (laughs) it does add up you know anything that you do if anything you do every day even if it seems like not that much can add up i was i was super honestly shocked like i I have an on again, off again relationship with exercising. <laughs> and sometimes um, <laughs> for a while I was like, I, if I didn't do anything else, I would at least do a hundred pushups every day. And I was doing that for a couple for months. And, um, you know, I, even if it was split up 40 in the morning, 60 in the evening, something, but eventually I was like laying down. I looked at myself like, wow, my, my chest looks a little bit bigger. Like I actually can see a difference, but that's because it took, a couple months of every day doing something, you know? And I think that then I realized to myself, wait, there's the value. Like every single day you do it, you might not see a change, but you really have to stick with something. And I mean, that's, that's obvious to say, but even with something like drawing or whatever you're doing, if you're a painter or a musician, or you're a, um, you know, you collect mushrooms or whatever the hell you do, you know, like you might not find the thing you want. You might not do the thing you want, but maybe if you stick with it long enough, which usually is more than a day or a week, you have to kind of, a couple of months or half a year or whatever it is, eventually, you know, if you start drawing in a, in 
a few months from now or a year from now, you're going to be like, wow, I've come far from where I started. Um, and I, I always have to talk myself out of that. I find myself, you know, like even if I'm doing something that feels insignificant here, I'm spending 15 minutes of my lunch break reading a, a news magazine that I trust. That means that, you know, if I take that over a year, it's hours of interesting world news that I'm, I'm exposing myself to and just making myself a more well-read person who knows about the world, even if it feels like only a few minutes per, per day. So I think if you're only drawing 20 minutes per day or whatever you're doing, that, that still helps, right? You know, it's going to add up eventually. Yeah. I realized that when I was, uh, I'd play Pokemon while I walked to work and I, so I might see my hours, how much it's counting up, even though I just do it while I'm walking to work. Pokemon Go? Like, no, or like... On, my, on my Switch. Just like, oh, oh I got 40 which, hours. Which game are you playing right now? Are you playing, Di- oh, what's, what's the fucking latest one? Um, Sword and Shield? Yeah, I'm playing Sword and Shield. I, I, I only play while I walk to work. It's only like 30 minutes or so. It's like, uh, every single day, little by little, adds up, and it's like forty hours already. It's like, okay, gosh, maybe if I use this for something more productive, I could actually develop a skill or something. <laughs> Dude, I totally thought about that. Um, as whoever might listen to this might know, Trevor and I play Overwatch essentially nightly for the last four or five years, and um, that goes from thirty minutes to two hours. I mean, like at least generally an hour every day and at first it's like oh yeah we're just and, and honestly to me i i don't really care about the game for me it's about connecting with a person that i don't see in real life so like it's kind of like a phone call we chat whatever but we're still playing the game and i look at my I, I used to it's funny we have this friend this other friend of ours who um it wasn't overwatch but he played a different game i think it was tf2 or something and he told us once he had played a thousand hours of it or 1500 hours of it and i was like my, it was hard for me to imagine i was like that seems like really a lot of time and then I looked at my Overwatch stats. I'm, I'm at like eighteen or nineteen hundred hours, wow. and I was like, "I've become what I once was confused by." <laughs> but um, you know, it's just one of those things. If you, eventually, if you enjoy something, you kind of stop counting it, and you look back and you're like, "Wow, that's either." But then Trevor and I, one day, we calculated it, and we're like, "Well, that's that's such and such days, weeks, months of full time work," <laughs> and like we're like, "Wait, we're all being paid to play Overwatch." but we're being paid in happiness. <laughs> I'd like to think, but I don't know. I, I guess the whole, I guess, I guess the, what the moral of the story is like small things can add up if you do them for long enough. And then sometimes you earn, you learn a skill like drawing or composing or whatever, or sometimes you just still fucking suck at overwatch and you played almost <laughs> 2000 hours. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other little mini topics that you wanted to kind of shout out there? Mm, not really. Uh, I had one more little small thing. Um, Nokia is re-releasing their little brick cell phone. Oh yeah, I saw I thought that. That was, that was pretty fun. I saw um, somebody I follow on Twitter posted it and it was, I guess I have to click the link or something. Um, because I don't remember the exact model name. It is the God? What's the name? The the sixty three ten, and I say that model name, and most people probably don't recognize. But if you see the picture, you're, everybody recognizes that Nokia phone. It's like 
well, the 2000 or the 2001. It was like an old candy bar style phone with a little screen and it played, you could play snake on it. And it is really funny. Cause I remember yeah, spending yeah. a lot of time, um, with a couple of friends of mine in middle school and they didn't, we didn't have cell phones, but one of their moms had a, a cell phone and they would like, we would be waiting for their mom in the grocery store. We're all sitting in the fucking minivan and like somebody has the Nokia and they're playing snake and we're all huddling over it, watching them play snake, <laughs> uh, which I guess totally ages me because I've become an old man now, but um, they're really, they're releasing a new version of it. And so it's like the, um, what was it? The 6310 um, 20th anniversary version. And it's kind of fun. It's still kind of, I guess what you call a feature phone or a dumb phone, but uh, it's fun to see people do that. And every once, every once in a while, I think to myself, you know, would it be more freeing to like go back to the sort of the dumb? Well, I can't say go back to it. I've only ever owned iPhones, but go get get a dumb phone or whatever, and just kind of not worry so much about having a computer with me. And then I come to my senses and be like, "What the fuck? No, I need an iPhone." But it's still, it's fun to see them doing this. I don't know why. I mean, maybe a few people will buy it, but it's not that expensive too. It's like, I think it's sixty pounds. Um, British, so it's what well, I don't even know what that is. Not fifty or sixty bucks here, something like that, um, or maybe eighty bucks. But mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's fun to see that re-releasing that uh, phone because I, most most people of a certain age, at least, have some memory of that old Nokia brick phone. Yeah, Trevor and I watched uh, uh, James Bond. On, uh, he mentioned that. Yeah, he said he was. He enjoyed Tuesday. it. I thought it was funny because, of course, you have like product placement, but the phone that uh, James Bond has, uh, it was a Motorola. <laughs> I know Trevor. Trevor fucking messaged me, and he's like, "Well, James, obviously the iPhone's not good enough for James Bond." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm not going to dignify that with a response." Yeah. Gotta get the product placement. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I think, I mean, didn't, um, was it the 2006 Casino Royale? He had like a Sony, right? I mean, I remember, is it bad that I remember more about the phones than I do about like the movies <laughs> or whatever that Batman movie that we had that see through phone? But there's always make, I think and people accuse me of that too. People will be like, hey, Nick, what year did this happen or what did this happen? I'm thinking to myself, wait how do I remember this? Okay. Well, I took a picture of that party on this phone. That phone came, uh, the 3GS came in uh, 2009. So that must've been September, 2009 or whatever. And I can, I can, I can go back through my life based on what iPhone I was using at the time. So, uh, you know, I guess that's just, if you're a technology enthusiast, I guess that's how you remember time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The James Bond movie was okay. Yeah. After after just the okay. film, I wasn't like that was a great movie. It was just, eh, it was just ended. <laughs> it, it didn't feel like it was uh, super. It's a more tepid response than Trevor. Trevor said it was. Well, I guess he said it was one of the best he'd seen or something. Then again, I don't know how many Trevor has seen. I mean, I've watched a couple of them with him, but I don't know if he's seen like <laughs> most of them or just those. Um, but Trevor was pretty up yeah, on I it. I think we used so. to watch a bunch when we were young. Some of the old funny ones with like odd job and stuff. Dude, yeah. Um that's that's kind of I I don't want to say it's the best one, but it might be the best one. I mean Goldfinger is really good and it has odd job and pussy galore, mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah. But I yeah, I haven't watched the new one yet. I'm considering it. I should probably do that. But 
Yeah, God, I feel I'm not like really nervous about it, but I haven't even I haven't had a reason to go to a cinema really in like two years or whatever. Like I, I can't remember the last time I saw one, and I'm not. But now it's like almost inertia. I'm so used to not going to the movies. I I always think to myself, well, I could go see it or I could just not, and I don't. Like the last, I really wanted to see the third Conjuring movie that came out, and then it was on HBO, and I was like, well, I could just sit here and watch it, or I could go out to a theater and watch it. So I just watched it. <laughs> And then um, the Fast and Furious movie came out and I was like, well, I could rent this for 20 fucking dollars or I could go watch it and I fucking rented it. So, you know, I don't know. But if, if the one movie I absolutely have to see in a theater is the new Matrix movie and that's coming out in December, I think. Yeah. So I will get to a theater before too long. Yeah, I was surprised because there's no social distancing and like... Um some old people sat next to Trevor and some old people sat next to my wife. <laughs> Nobody was wearing masks. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I mean, I, well, things are different in the hinterlands, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, here we, we've been on like mandated masks indoors up until like a couple, one or two weeks ago. And we finally relaxed that because we've gone into a lower tier. But even then, out of all, out of all California and the nation, I think we're like one of, we're, we're pretty low right now in transmission rates. So I, I kind of get that, but I don't know. I don't even know how to, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. Sometimes I play one on TV, but I, I just, <laughs> I don't really, I don't always know exactly what position I'd be taking on it all, but I generally just decide in the side of safety. Like it's not hurting me to put a mask on when I go to Trader Joe's. So I'm just going to do that. You know, I don't care what you guys think of me, but Hey, just in case I have COVID, I'm not giving it to you. You know, it's really, at this point I've done it for a year or two. So it's not, I don't know. Like what, what's another day wearing a mask? Like would I love to take them off? Yeah, I would. And I'm vaccinated, but I'd also, I don't know, fucking man up, woman up, whatever up, just do it. <laughs> I just want us to fucking end. Cause I want to go to metal shows next year. That's, that's a, if nothing, for no other reason, I need to really dislike, <laughs> I need to, I need to be in a big crowd again and not feel like I'm going to be sent to the hospital with the virus. So <laughs> hopefully that all works out. Do you, uh, do you run around the mosh pit? You, you know, um, one time I, I was like accidentally in one kind of, so I had to kind of like push people away from me. I'm, I'm more interested oh, in the yeah. people on the stage. I'm sorry. Like I, I you know, and <laughs> honestly, most of the shows I get to, I get there really early and it's like a standing crowd. So I get to the front and I, I dash to the yeah. front. I've been in either, either the first, second or third row of people in most of the concerts I go to, which I fucking love. Cause I can see the people who are there. You know, I'm, I, I'm there to see these people who generally come from Europe or wherever else, these symphonic metal bands. And, um, it might be fun to mosh around and run around and fucking hit shit in the mosh pit, but I'd more likely like stare at the singer and just be like, <laughs> Oh my God, I'm falling in love with you again. <laughs> you know? So I don't know, but I did. I, my, my claim to fame is like, I once, gave a heart in the crowd right in front of Charlotte Wessels from um, Delane and she gave it back to me and I took a picture with her at their nice. show. So, you know, <laughs> it's kind of meant to be, I'd, ra- I'd rather do that than be in a mosh pit. But. Yeah. I got the autographs for Trevor with Symmetra and uh, Sombra and he was like super excited and like starstruck when they like, wait, he was on. there. No, he wasn't there, but... I was going to say, because if he was there, I feel like... I mean, I'm just going to say, I feel like I would have heard about it. He would have like been texting me, like, oh, I just saw Symmetra. No, but uh, he he posted a picture of it on Instagram, and they like liked and 
I don't know if they commented on it, but they like liked it. Yeah, they liked it or whatever. Yeah, it's like how Senpai yeah. noticed me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I totally do. Yeah, I've done that a couple times too. I think like one time I sent, I posted a picture of like a Within Temptation concert or some concert and like the band liked my photo and I was like, oh my God, they saw me. Oh my God. <laughs> so and it's, it's kind of cool like to be like an actor or a whatever it is like to like one of your posts it's pretty fun because it reminds you a little bit like oh this isn't just a fantasy like this is a real person who's probably looking at their phone and oh they like your photo double tap you know it's fun mm-hmm. yeah but anyway yeah, yeah. I, I posted a blog post about all the stuff i learned i went to a couple panels at the fanix so if you want to see that you could learn about how to be an artist without going to school and what it takes and stuff. Hey, I've done that. And it's gotten me this $40 iMac from the flea market. So <laughs> yeah. One thing they said is that you don't need to go to school to, I don't think he went to school for art or photography or anything. He was mostly learned from just practicing your profession. It, it depends what you're doing. It's funny. I was at dinner with um, some family and friends last night and, uh, my aunt's roommate's friends were at the dinner and they were my, my aunt's roommate is incredibly intelligent and academic. He's, he's he's studying theoretical math at the university and incredibly smart dude, really like, wow. Okay. I, 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 you you understand everything. And then he has friends and they're all in the same sort of PhD program as him. And Mm -hmm. they were all talking about, um, just it's just funny to live in a different world sometimes you know sometimes we all depending on who like i associate with the co-workers at work and i associate with my friends but then being in that like i i was like wow i'm like completely out of my league but it is i don't know i guess i don't really know where i'm going with that other than it's interesting to see sometimes How, yeah, oh no, I know where I was going with that. One of the guys was talking about he, he used to work for Intel and now he's working for NVIDIA and he's like a computer. He works in the deployment of certain GPU stuff and AI. Like it's a you know super high end job. And he said, you know, certain companies, they will just start paying you more if you have a higher degree. And so obviously in technology, sometimes that matters. It depends what you're in. If you're like an artist making your own mm-hmm. money, yeah. maybe college doesn't matter at all. But I was actually kind of surprised. I thought like he said, no matter how good you are, they will only pay you a certain amount until you have another degree. And then they can get you to the next bracket of, okay, we're allowed to pay you this much more. And, you know, I can't say yeah. I'm super surprised, but I'm a little surprised. I just didn't, I never really considered it. I always thought to myself, a person's merit should show. Let's say you work at a big company for a long time maybe you only have this level of degree, but you know, if you've been there for long enough, you probably have earned this level of pay, but I I don't know. I thought it was interesting and he's only one, one data point, but I was surprised. So it was interesting to me. I don't, you know, he was mentioning working for Intel and NVIDIA, but I was like, wow. And so he was, he's currently enrolled in a PhD program at the university here, um, hoping to get a raise at work because once he gets that, it will unlock a higher salary and good for him. He can go from, 200 to 250,000 a year, whatever he's doing. And, you know, it was funny because there's this separate, you know, they were talking about that. And my aunt and I are here and she's a, a, um, a jeweler by trade who runs her own business. And I'm a photographer with a part-time job at a photography lab. And like both of us are like, 
yeah. And this guy's talking about how he just had a house constructed. And he's like, yeah, it took six months to build a new house. And we, I just had a third kid and all this stuff. And both of us are just like, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, I, um, I uh, sat by myself and played Overwatch and had some good wine last weekend. And, you know, my, my aunt's like, oh, yeah, I sat at my bench and made a couple of new pieces. And both of us are, like, thinking to ourselves, like, well, what is our life? And this guy's talking. So, um, But it, it is interesting how so, some fields you really need the education, you know, and sometimes you don't. So it's possible to make a living or a life or a name for yourself without it. But there are still jobs, unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, that, that can really require – the, the seal of higher higher education. Yeah. I have a friend or kind of a family friend. He, he got basically a higher position than me without any degree or basically, I don't know what experience he has, but he didn't have a degree or study, but he had, he has, he got a position that's above one that I have right now. And he didn't go to school at all. And I think it's kind of interesting because of my jobs that I've had, I, they never checked my degree or they just go by my experience on my resume and just. Hmm. You and you're kind of in the architectural field, right? No, it's construction management. But uh, yeah, in construction, you don't really need a degree it helps for connections i there's no way i could have gotten my job without my degree but for some people that have grown up in construction they could probably get my same role without yeah it's interesting you know i've I've talked to um some people my uncle is like the success story of my family because he he went to you know he left our small town and he went to whatever really fancy school music over on the East coast. And then he fucking hustled in New York for 20 years. And then he has found some success, you know, like one of his he's like Grammy nominated, like big kind of in jazz, like a pretty good name. And then, and even he, I talked to him about school and he's, he's always been personally telling me to go to school and do all this stuff. I've always been like rebellious and saying, Oh, fuck school, whatever. But he made a point too. That's not always about what you learn, but just the connections that you make. You know, and it's like, yeah. it might not be, maybe, you know, you're for whatever, let's say you're a, um, whatever field you're in, you might already know more about it than your teacher, whatever. Like if you're really that good, but the thing you don't have always is the connection to other people who are at your same level. I mean, like right now I'm a, I'd say I'm an expert when it comes to things like image processing and Photoshop and photography. Like I'm, that's my life is images, but I don't have a big network of people. So maybe that's like what Colin would have given me as opposed to here being kind of on your own and you can, you can have, you can attain the skill. If you're dedicated, you can attain it on your own, but it's hard to find these connections that other people have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that seems to be uh, <laughs> the summary of like Fanex and stuff. Was there anything that you wanted to see when you were there? Like that you were excited about? I mean, obviously you saw Overwatch voice actors and your brother's super into Overwatch, but was there something that you were interested in while you were there that you were happy to have seen? Uh, not really. I was more interested in the two panels that I went to. 
I, I, I'm not, I haven't really watched like anime that much recently. So I kind of like lost connection of all the characters that people are um, dressing up as. And, um, I'm not really into the comics and stuff. So through, was it through work or something that you ended up getting some good tickets to that? Yeah, my the CEO of my company organizes the event, so he got us the tickets. Yeah, Trevor mentioned that. I was kind of surprised in a way. I was like, "Wow, you got some pretty good tickets for that!" And he mentioned he that you had gotten them through work, so it was pretty fortunate, you know, especially because Trevor's really into some of the people who were there. So hey, uh, signature from Symmetra is worth a lot. Yeah, Mercy and uh, what's his name. Was Lucio there? Yeah, Lucio, there, there. That's pretty fucking but cool. Lucio's actor is awesome. I follow him on Instagram, and I don't know him at all, but he looks like a fun guy. Yeah, my CEO, he, I think he likes collaborating with these uh, uh, celebrities because he said, like, oh, my friend, like, he calls him by his first name or whatever. He's like, and he showed a picture with him and Lucio and tom holland and stuff <laughs> it's like yeah because tom holland came last time in like 2018 or so huh. that's pretty cool yeah well i wish i was a ceo that could be friends with <laughs> overwatch actors and spider-man <laughs> yeah but until then i'll be you know i don't know helping <laughs> old people pictures. taking photos off their phone to make four by six prints at work and then coming home and <laughs> retouching my client's work of other old people in front of the camera, which are beautiful, but you know, a lot of work out of the under eye bags. So, um, you know, some people have their lives together and some people don't, but at the end of the day, wine helps. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your time and joining us each week. No problem. I'm always <laughs> eager to have a conversation. Yeah. And hopefully next time, I mean, hopefully sometime at all, we can have participation between the uh, four potential hosts that we have. So I know it's, it's always a struggle to line up our schedules with you and Trevor and Kyler and I, but it would be kind of cool to do a sort of multi-person Zoom and we could all be talking to each other face-to-face, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>